What if it was possible to have local fresh groceries delivered right to your door? Think of all the free time you'd have. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Forgot that special ingredient in your favorite dish? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area, and save time and money. I've been using Instacart for over three years. I started using them in Arizona, and I'm using them here in Florida. I love the time-saving convenience. They pick the freshest products, and they keep my eggs safe, too. To receive your first delivery free, follow the link in the show notes so that Instacart knows that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome to Empowered Within, a soul-quenching, transformational podcast that will set your soul on fire through candid and inspiring conversations. Leading experts, celebrities, healers, and I share our journeys of how we've overcome challenges to living an empowered life from within. I'm your host, Jennifer Pilates. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Within. Welcome to the show. Today's guest, Rhonda Overby, knows that you can achieve your dreams because she has. An impoverished child of a single mother in South Norfolk, Virginia, was not supposed to grow up having accomplished what professors and industry professionals called unrealistic. Becoming a network TV newscaster, managing a winning investment portfolio, running a successful company, earning a registered trademark, sculpting her body after having been chunky or becoming mindful after being miserable. Success was not handed to Rhonda. She earned it, and she knows you can too. Rhonda Val's mindset determines outcome. Welcome to the show, Rhonda. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Thank you, Jennifer. It is so good to be here. Yay. So I wanted to start with, because you have such an amazing career, what inspired you as a young girl to go for your dreams and become such a multi-talented entrepreneur? You're very generous. So thank you for that. (laughs) And I would say what's interesting, I hear so many people say, I was born impoverished or I grew up impoverished and I wasn't aware of it. I was acutely aware of being impoverished and was not comforted by it, did not want lack to be my way of life. And so I'm like, how can I correct this? And so I went to solve for that as early as possible by doing well in school, et cetera, because I was determined to not live in poverty if I could help it. That is wonderful and amazing. So how did you go from newscaster to actor? Wow. It was a whole series of things. I guess it begins with while pursuing an undergraduate degree at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. You had to graduate from the College of Liberal Arts before you could officially declare a major. It's a truly liberal arts education. So um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill because of the strength of the, the journalism program. I was told it was the best on the East Coast. But in the process of resolving requisites, I had a choice in one case of studying women in ancient Greek literature or drama. 
And I chose drama because I had a very heavy course load. I thought drama would be more fun. And in the process of doing that, every assignment was an A and it felt like play. And I thought, wow, it didn't even seem fair that it was going on my transcript. So I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to do this for a living? But at the time, you did not have ethnic women who were in meaningful roles. You had the Cosby show and that was about it. You had the action films that may have had an ethnic sidekick, so to speak, who if they had a partner on screen, it was for such a short period of time, it was not even plausible. But that planted the seed that, wow, if I can get paid to play, wouldn't that be great? Um, But because that was even less plausible than television newscaster, I let that go and went on to pursue my television news career, which started actually while I was in undergrad. And um, after going through the ranks very quickly, moving to a different state every year on the fast track, being tracked by the network, having been offered a, a position actually by ABC National, et cetera, I eventually realized I don't want to go to the national network or a top five market. I really want to be an entrepreneur and to act. And I was more afraid of becoming an 80-year-old woman rocking on the porch one day saying, you know what? I had a, a heck of a television news career, but I really wanted to act. I really wanted to work for myself. And the William Randolph Hearst Corporation owns the last station for which I worked full-time. And um, I thought, wow, I'm really well-paid but I'm creating more generational wealth and I won't create real wealth unless I become an entrepreneur. But furthermore, I always felt compelled to help other underprivileged children, especially girls, believe that they could achieve. And I thought acting with our society's focus on fame would serve as a draw to get girls to camps, to get them to do the mindset training, the presentation skills, et cetera, to let them know that they could achieve without having to do some of the things that some people do in those circumstances to have resources. And so because I was under contract, the station at first told me I could not leave which I thought, hmm, this is interesting. This is live television. I could say anything. Of course, my character would not allow me to do that, but I'm thinking, who are they going to sue? Rhonda Overby or the William Randolph Hearst Corporation? I think the latter, I'm like, why would you want somebody on live television who didn't want to be? It was because the ratings were really, really high, but nobody walked away from that kind of money, that kind of position. So they really thought it was a negotiating ploy because we were about to launch a brand new show and we were in negotiations for that. Meanwhile, um, they went to their attorneys because they literally wanted me to work out the remaining year and a half of my existing contract. And there was a show uh, filming primetime network series casting a reporter. Someone let me know. I auditioned. I thought it was for one show. And I ended up shooting that series for six seasons while I was building my company. So it just turned into a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful process with residuals. And after we wrapped 
for that season for hiatus, the first season. Uh, another major motion picture was cast not too far away or was casting rather not too far away. And I was cast in that role. And it just, I guess, kept going from there. What a beautiful snowball for you, you know, to really fight to go after what you want and knowing that it's not just about the money. It's about finding your happiness and finding that flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Of course, our listeners are going to want to know, as do I, are there shows and movies that maybe we would have seen that you have been in? The most recent would be Wonder Woman 1984, in which I play a reporter so typecast. But the first one was Up Close and Personal with Robert Redford and Michelle Pfeiffer. And I worked on that for months, but it was really interesting as Michelle Pfeiffer is playing a reporter. And Robert Redford was in my first scene. And in this particular scene, I'm reporting and he's in the truck with the engineer as the director watching what's going on. And after they yelled cut, he came out to talk to me. And he's like, wow, how do you do those lines like that? Did you know Tom Brokaw was one of my best friends and I played this joke on it. So he's telling me these stories and we're laughing and talking. And one of the key grips on the show came up to me after Robert Redford left. And he said, do you know how unusual that is? And I'm like, what? He said, you were just talking to Robert Redford. And I'm like, yeah. Having been a newscaster for so long, I was used to talking to very famous people, respected his work tremendously, but I was, and he's like, but do you know how rare that is? And he said, let me explain it to you. When he's directing a film, he doesn't talk to the crew or any day players or whatever. He will only talk to the principal actors. He's like, for him to come out, he's like, I've never seen it. So it was just a really, really interesting um, experience. And um, unfortunately, because I actually was a newscaster, most of the lines you see in that film were uh, cutaways you're talking taught when you're acting, you just keep going until they yell cut, whether you're out of scripted lines or whatever. So a lot of what you see of me in the film is ad-libbed and my reporting lines are there, but they're usually so mixed with other audio as to not be as discernible with that intonation. That's the genuine newscaster versus major actors playing newscasters. Um, And Michelle said, you know, um, it looks so easy, but there is a way, there's a cadence and just a style that is very difficult to get authentically, which I thought was interesting. I think that's very interesting. And I know what movie I'm watching this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, up close and personal. It got rave reviews. Celine Dion had a major hit as the theme song, but it's based on a real newscaster. And her story is really interesting. Yeah. I love anything based on real life events or true story, whether it's a book or a movie. I'm in. I love that. Yeah. So are you still acting now? Uh, Almost never. When the company grew, it became difficult to be where you need it to be to do that meaningfully because most of acting is auditioning and you're not getting paid for that. And then when you have clients and responsibility and a fiduciary responsibility as well, it's difficult. So when a major motion picture comes into the area and I get the opportunity and I'm able to, I do. And it's, it's fun, 
but it's not something that um, I pursue full time. Because your business is what's full-time for you right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And I think what's wonderful and amazing that you show through your journey of transformation is that you don't have to be just one thing. You know, it's always that people say, oh, what do you do? And you're very multifaceted. You've done so many different things over your career and you continue to do that. And I think that that's something wonderful for women and little girls to look up to, to realize you don't have to just do one thing. You may have a lot of loves in your heart and a lot of passions, and you should be able to try and attempt each and every one until you find that one that really sticks. I agree. And you exemplify that very same thing, Jennifer. Look at you, multi-hyphenate. And I think it extends beyond career. Like some career women believe they can't have a personal life or believe that they can't be fit. And I don't think everything is either or. I think it is properly prioritizing to optimize. And that's how Propertize was born, the registered trademark to which you alluded, believing that you don't have to make those hard choices and forego something meaningful to you. If you are scheduling your day properly, if you are determined, you can make it all work. It's not easy, but if you're determined, you can do it. I agree with you. What would your number one tip for women out there be to be more efficient with their life, with their business, to get better results with less effort? Be perpetually curious because we are creatures of habit and what got us here will not get us there. So sometimes we are so busy going through the motions that we don't recognize what we're spending our time doing. And it may not be aligned with where we see ourselves going. So first you have to know what it is you want. And sometimes we're so busy going through the motion, caring for others, doing what quote unquote needs to be done, that we no longer even know what we want. And that can be scary. So first, it's being really clear about what you want and why. Because as things change, sometimes we just envision wanting what we always did because we always did without recognizing that conditions have changed. And maybe with them, what our sense of ideal is. So becoming crystal clear, and this is more than one, but it all goes together. So I don't know how to simplify it other than saying perpetual curiosity would be the one thing, but making sure it's aligned with that vision and then making sure your actions and your thoughts, because your thoughts lead to actions, making sure they align and catching yourself when they don't. Why is that? Because if you don't align your thoughts and your actions with your vision, your vision will always be wishful thinking. But if you align your thoughts and your actions with your vision, it will manifest with consistency. Are you ready to lose inches, increase strength, and tone your body from head to toe? 
Are you ready for a total body, mind, and spirit transformation? I am excited to announce that I am launching my exclusive eight-week Pilates Return to Life training program. This will give you an opportunity to have a total body, mind, and spirit transformation of health and wellness to a new lifestyle. Imagine in seven days you will feel a difference, in 14 days you will see a difference, and in eight weeks you will have your new Pilates body. So what do you say? Want to join me on the mat? Head over to jenniferpilates.com today. Space is limited. Use a special promo code EW and the word special, EW special to receive $200 off while space is available. Head on over to jenniferpilates.com and I'll see you on the mat. I completely agree 100%. So do you have a daily practice or what do you practice to keep your mindset on point? I usually uh, start my day with oil pulling uh, for oral health and whatever else, and then lemon water at room temperature and then clear water and black coffee. And I will journal and meditate and exercise. And I'm usually up before dawn to get all of that done. Starting my day, having connected with me and the universe and reminding myself of that vision, recognizing what my actions need to be that day to bring it to four. And in some cases, analyzing what could have been better yesterday so as not to repeat. Excellent. I love that. That's a great practice to have and great examples for others to maybe work with or or give a try out as well. Do, Do you do any meditation? It depends. I actually studied John Cabot Zinn's 12 week based mindfulness stress reduction program. And that's based on mindful meditation, but I kind of do what I feel at first I used to say, oh, I can't meditate. My mind is is just too active. It, it won't be still. I can't focus on one thing or focus on the breath. And I went to sit on the cushion or sit a certain amount of time and it just felt like failure. And a lot of people give up not recognizing that that's part of the meditation process. So what I do varies based on how I feel because I've had this practice for a while now. So I have a singing bowl. So sometimes I may strike the singing bowl before I meditate. Sometimes I may focus on the breath. Sometimes, and it's rare, but sometimes I may use a guided meditation. It really just depends. I agree. It depends on the day. My meditations always change. And I always like to encourage listeners and clients that meditation is very different for each and every person. And you have to find what works for you and what resonates most. Absolutely. And staying present without beating yourself up. And so thoughts will arise. That's what happens. That's what your mind does. And so just recognizing it as a thought and allowing it to float by without attaching to the thought. That has proven very helpful for me because sometimes a thought arises and you get so caught up in that, that you're not meditating, you're thinking, you know? So just honoring the thought, trusting that if it's something important, it will be there when you get off the cushion. You know, that has helped me a lot. 
I agree. It's important. We just have to stay present and keep moving, keep moving forward when we can, for sure, and not get stuck in those moments. Sure. And sometimes I might take breaths during the day um, to just recenter and it, it helps. Over the years, what has been the biggest aha moment that you've had? That's tough. Maybe that, oh, wow, because so many thoughts come to mind with that. Maybe how empowering the mind is because a lot of people say they want certain things, but at some point may not believe it because the actions don't align. And so it doesn't happen. I, and it, it probably going back to homecoming, it would, was the biggest aha, I guess. And um, seeing people who were the same as in high school, but in some cases worse as let's say a homecoming event cost $50 and there wasn't that $50 to be able to attend. And that was very sad for me. And because I left home so early as I skipped grade and, and never lived there again, because I was on the career track and it required moving, it was shocking to see and so it probably made me double down on mindset, on actions, matching vision, on that perpetual check-in to be sure. But I don't know. I, I feel like um, I feel like I want to get back to you on that because there are just so many. Of course. But we're more powerful than we we believe that we are. And it's important to recognize that, to not to not accept what you don't deem acceptable. You don't have to settle. 100%. Never settle. Keep pushing forward. So what if I asked you this? What one moment in your life are you most proud of? Oh, I'm still working towards that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My best is not behind me. I am still working towards that. And it is to inspire as many people as possible to be the best version of themselves. When I really feel like I've done that, then I should be proud. Otherwise, I feel like I haven't done everything I can and my mission will not feel complete. So yeah, I think if tomorrow can't be better than today, why bother getting up? Agreed. What one piece of advice would you give to women out there who, like yourself, like myself, you know, they're doing lots of different things. Um, they are multi-passionate and multi-entrepreneurs. What one piece of advice would you give them to help them through today? Focus. Because sometimes when you're multi-talented, it can distract you from success. When one person is limited and they only have one thing they can do, Sometimes, and, and of course, Malcolm Gladwell and his book, 10,000 Hours, speaks to this. But sometimes, and, and somebody told me this a long time ago, when you can do so many things, it can be a gift, but it can also serve as a curse. So it is um, being crystal clear on what it is you really want and making sure thoughts and actions align and self-correcting perpetually, noticing what you feel. We waste energy on negative things. Being stressed robs us of our success. And there's a certain amount of concern 
and of course, dedication to excellence, which should be there. But if you're stuck in traffic and you are just beside yourself, you are expending so much energy in some cases on worrying uh, about something that hasn't happened yet because you're not yet late yet. You're worried about being late. Or if you already are, what can you do about it? Can you pick up the phone? Can you call somebody? But just seething is exhausting and we only have a certain amount of energy. So if you're using that on negative things, you're robbing yourself of your opportunity to shine. And that's why connecting with self in the morning for me or for most, just connecting with self and with your higher power, if you believe in that, can remind you and align you to help you carry through the day in that spirit of ultimate version of self. That's beautiful and so very true. It all comes back to grounding, centering, and remembering in this moment, it's happening for me, not to me. What is the lesson? What is the blessing? I always say. Absolutely. That is so beautifully said because life happens to all of us. It is not what happens. It's your reaction to it that makes the difference. That's right. 100%. And we create our own reality, what we think. We have to guard our minds. Our minds are the gateway to our lives. We are in control of that, even though some days it doesn't seem that way. Absolutely. We can control our attitude and we can control our effort. And as long as you have a positive attitude and you give it 100%, that will always be enough. It's that less than 100% that causes regret, which is living in the past, so as long as you're giving it your all, truly, with a positive attitude, good things happen. Amen to that, Rhonda. Amen. <laughs> so Rhonda, we're at that point in the show where I ask this one question. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. What is one thing that no one knows about Rhonda Overby? Ooh that no one knows. I don't know that no one knows, but I will tell you, uh, it was interesting re-meeting my father as an adult and then meeting grown siblings who I never knew as an adult and um, standing over the coffin of an uncle beside my brother, not knowing that was my brother, and him asking me how I knew his uncle. It, it was it was just surreal. Um, so that could be a film. But uh, so I would say most people don't know that. I don't know of something juicy. Uh, that was juicy to me. Okay. <laughs> that was, I, I, I think that's a film. I think that's a book. I think there's trilogies to that story. Sounds like it. Let's make that happen. That might be fun. <laughs> I, think, I think we can make that happen. Absolutely. Well, Rhonda, I have had such a pleasure with you here today. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your journey, sharing your insights. It means so much. Thank you for all that you do. The pleasure was mine. I just hope you keep doing what you're doing, shining your light, bringing others along. It is a gift. Thank you, Rhonda. I will continue that. And let our listeners know if they'd like to connect with you, where's the best way to do that? They can go to www.proper, P-R-O-P-E-R hyphen ties, 
T-I-Z-E.com. That's probably the easiest way. I'm on LinkedIn. Wonderful. And all those links will also be in the show notes, listeners, so that you can reach out and connect with Rhonda if you'd like to. Well, again, Rhonda, thank you so much for being here today. Your amazing energy. Well, the world needs more of it. So keep shining. Likewise. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. And as we say, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Empowered Within with Jennifer Pilates. Your feedback is important. It helps me to connect with you and gives me insight into who you are and what you're enjoying about the show. For today's show notes and discount codes from today's sponsors, head over to jenniferpilates.com. Until next time, may you live an empowered life from within.